This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Saturday, March 20th, 2021. On this day in 2009, radio journalist George Weber was stabbed to death in his New York City apartment by a teenager he met online. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of sexual violence that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the gruesome murder of New York news anchor George Weber. Let's go back to Brooklyn, New York on the evening of Friday, March 20th, 2009. It was a cold night as 47-year-old George Weber led 16-year-old John Cadis through the Carroll Gardens neighborhood of Brooklyn. It may have been the first day of spring, but temperatures had been in the low 40s all afternoon. Now it was nearly freezing. Even still, Cadis traveled all the way from his parents' home in northern Queens to South Brooklyn to meet Weber in person. The trip took over an hour on multiple subways, but it was worth it. Cadis hurried down Henry Street alongside Weber towards Weber's brownstone apartment. The news anchor led Cadis inside the building, seemingly content to host his teenage guest. Over the past few decades, George Weber built a successful career as a journalist. He got his start working at radio stations across the country, from California to Pennsylvania, before landing at WABC News in New York. Now, he was a freelance news anchor at ABC News Radio and had regularly appeared on WABC's shows like Curtis and Kuby. But Cadis likely didn't know anything about Weber's life as a radio personality. He barely knew anything about him at all. The 16-year-old only recently started emailing with Weber, allegedly after Cadis replied to a personal ad on Craigslist. Weber was looking for someone who would help him live out a BDSM sexual fantasy. Allegedly, Cadis was here to take Weber up on it. The pair reportedly started drinking vodka and doing cocaine inside Weber's apartment. It's unclear exactly what happened next, but we know how the evening ended. Weber was stabbed about 50 times with a knife, killing him. Again, the details are piecemeal, but at some point, Weber's ankles were apparently bound together by duct tape while he was in bed. Somehow, a knife entered the picture. Allegedly, Weber used the knife to try and cut himself out of the tape, but Cadis says Weber threatened him with a knife and he was forced to retaliate. Whatever the reason, Cadis stabbed Weber again and again in the neck, chest, and arms. 
Once the 47-year-old reporter was dead, Cadis headed into the bathroom where he tried to wash off the blood in Weber's tub. Then he changed into a stolen set of Weber's clothes and slipped back out into the frigid Brooklyn night. It was days before anyone realized what happened. Coming up, we'll unpack how police discovered Weber's body and quickly uncovered a trail of clues leading to the teenage killer. Hi listeners, it's Vanessa from Parcast. When you think of a criminal, do you picture a killer, a gangster, a thief? I bet you didn't think it could be the little old lady down the street who murdered her tenants. Every Wednesday on my series, Female Criminals, meet the unlikeliest of felons, mothers, neighbors, and unsuspecting lovers with a penchant for dangerous behavior. Discover the psychology and motives behind their disturbing crimes and find out where their story stands today. But that's not all. Airing right now on Female Criminals is our special five-part look at the world's most infamous femme fatales, women who were deceptive and deadly, but not always the villain. Catch these episodes and more by following the Spotify original from Parcast, Female Criminals. New episodes premiere weekly. Listen free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. On Friday, March 20th, 2009, 16-year-old high school student John Cadis brutally murdered radio journalist George Weber inside Weber's Brooklyn apartment. After stabbing the man about 50 times, Cadis fled the scene around 9 p.m. He jumped on the subway, eventually making his way back to Queens. There, he was taken to a local hospital to treat his bleeding hand. He slashed it during the murder. At the hospital, police questioned him about how he got such a deep gash, but Cadis swore he cut himself by accident. The police sent the boy on his way. Meanwhile, when Weber didn't show up to work that weekend, his co-workers called the police to check on him. Officers showed up for a wellness check on Saturday night, but when no one answered the door, they left, according to police procedures. Police were able to enter Weber's apartment on Sunday, March 22nd, the day before Weber's 48th birthday. But instead of a party, they walked into a crime scene. Weber's bloody body still lay in his room. The water in the tub was still running. Once authorities took a look at Weber's email history, it didn't take long to piece together what likely happened. They found the plan for Cadis to come over Friday night. They also examined Cadis's MySpace page, which featured a series of photos of the teen posing with knives. He also wrote that he was a Satanist and sadomasochist and threatened to break the neck of anyone who disrespected him. 
Even more damning, when police began looking for him, Cadis was in upstate New York hiding out with a friend. The following Tuesday, Cadis went to meet his dad in the city of Middletown, New York. When he arrived, police were waiting. He realized his father had set him up. He was still wearing Weber's stolen clothes when he was taken into custody. Cadis quickly confessed to stabbing Weber, but he pled not guilty to murder charges. He claimed that the attack was in self-defense. The explanation convinced at least a few people during his first trial in 2010, which resulted in a hung jury. But when he was tried again in 2011, there was no question of his guilt. During the trial, George Weber's brother-in-law spoke directly to the teenager, asking how he could explain to his young children why their uncle was murdered. He said, maybe you killed for fun or because you could. That's a very hard answer to give a five-year-old. The jury gave Cadis 25 years to life in prison, the maximum sentence. He is still incarcerated to this day. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this, check out Unsolved Murders, another Spotify original from Parcast. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound design by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by River Donahue, with writing assistance by Aaron Lan, and fact-checking by Bennett Logan. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime.